Hello and welcome to the Journey to the Heart podcast. My name is Torn Lokes. I'm a singer-songwriter from the Yukon Territory, Canada, and my current mission is to paddle a canoe across America from the Pacific to the Atlantic Ocean while learning more about what happiness, community, connection, self-empowerment, as well as finding and living your passions and dreams means to different people I meet along the way. So I have now successfully reached Lewiston, Idaho, and completed the upstream paddle on my canoe odyssey across the country. It's hard to put into words what completing this section has meant to me, as I have paddled and portaged upstream through breathtaking landscapes and a variety of special communities, and connected with so many amazing people. Now I will be transitioning to a 400-mile bicycle portage over the Lolo Pass and the Bitterroot Mountains to Three Forks, Montana the headwaters of the Missouri River. While in Lewiston, I was able to connect with some amazing people, including Tom Iyer, a good man known for helping paddling adventurers in the region, usually going down the river, mind you, as well as my guest for this episode, Gregory Ray, a beautiful soul who has been a longtime member of the Warm Showers community that hosts, helps, and connects with long-distance bicyclers. We ended up deep diving into the multiverse, life and explorations of the heart for this one. I hope you enjoy and see you all again soon. Hey Gregory. Hey, hey, hey. How good are you, Tor? Yeah, yeah. Good, good, doing well. Yeah, well, so here we are at the confluence of the the Snake and Clearwater Rivers and uh, yeah, at the confluence, man. Just like the show that you played last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so tell me a bit more about yourself. Oh, let's jump right in. Um, we kind of talk, talked a little bit about, so I might just kind of regurgitate some of our previous conversations. Um, but uh, yeah, just um, kind of the way you and I came together uh, through Warm Showers, uh, which is a great organization. Um, and, um, you know, you obviously on your journey and me being in a position to support people that are on journeys such as yourself. Um, that's kind of what I've been here as a staple here in the community of so- the cycling community. Um, that's, yeah. that's what I'm, dude, that's what I'm about. Like I love, uh, if it's cycling related, I'm, I'm all about it, you know? And so it's really cool to be able to support you with some gear for your journey. Um, yeah. so it was really great to be able to have the opportunity to support you and meet you. And, um, but yeah, beyond that, um, you know, for me, lived here in the valley for the last 15 years raising my kid um, the short story of that is uh, was in California met a woman who was Sky's mother um, decided to move out here and to raise Sky because we ended up getting married and having a baby and um, about 10 years ago now um, I Sky and I's mom split up and she was went down a dark path that we couldn't really have anything to do with. She had to go and do that on her own. And since then we haven't really had any contact with her. Um, she's still around, but, um, so now I've been just raising my kid out here in the LC Valley and just haven't really found an excuse to live. You know, being at this amazing confluence has been, it's been awesome. There's such a great energy here. Um, indigenous energy, you know, like I feel like 
the word confluence and the meaning of that is so applicable to so many larger scale things in our lives and our our, uh, our ways of life and so I've kind of taken that into account of the actual physical confluence, you know, of the two rivers being just this beautiful spiritual place and haven't found an excuse to leave just yet. I've kind of got one foot out the door now, but um, so I've just been raising my kid and, you know, uh, adventuring uh, here through the valley and then all the great areas around which you've seen some of. Um, did some backpacking um, all in Idaho and Oregon, which were kind of in this tri-state area, considered tri-state, uh, this this corner, that this far southeastern corner of Washington, we're right on the border of Idaho and Oregon, so it's like, yeah, it's all right here, you know, so it's like not, not only a confluence of rivers, but a confluence of these awesome states, and um, so yeah, I just, I, I love it here, it's, it's such a, such an awesome place, and yeah, been doing anything from you know working with the labor trades to working with old folks and everything in between just um, we talked a little bit about how like I posed this question to me and my buddies on our backpacking trip and uh, was like okay are we what, what do we have figured out and what are we figuring out you know and one of the things that I have figured out is the, the diver diversified in what I do for a living you know and I can pretty much just do whatever I want like just follow direction and just go do it, you know? And I think that's a mentality that um, I like to propagate and challenge people to adopt, you know? Because mm. everybody is so stuck in their uniformity of like, well, I went and got a college degree for this, so I'm working in this field and I'm at the office nine to five and grinding away, but I hate it. And, I, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so like for me, I've just been trying to be open to uh, connection and, and what that what that looks like as far as following the flow. Been um, reading the Tao uh, a lot lately, and it, it speaks to that just flowing, you know. And uh, like you jump in a river, and it just takes you places, you know. And um, life has just been like that for me. <laughs> it's been great, and it's yeah. it's flowed me right into people like yourself, you know. And, we've been able to make this amazing connection over a handful of days. I could count the days on one hand, you know? Yeah. And it's like, we're like lifelong buddies now, you know? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a trip. It really is. And I mean, it's just, it, there's the mysteries of how the universe brings people together. And, mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I've really been feeling that over the course of this journey that I've been on. It's like, I just, I meet people when I'm meant to meet them. That's what it feels like mm -hmm. in, in all kinds of ways and uh, trusting in that process because mm -hmm. it can be very, um, we can feel like sometimes like things aren't coming through the way that we'd expect or we get blindsided by misfortune, but then all of a sudden, you know, you meet like a kindred spirit or just a beautiful soul that you resonate with mm -hmm. in, in, in some unique way and, and it just opens up whole new doors of what is possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Like if you're if you're open to that, um, yeah, there's been there's opportunity for greatness within that, especially if like my friend came to me one day and um, uh, my buddy Andrew and you know, he identified 
like there was that there was a need in the valley like there was a need people like the skate the skate community had a need and that skate community was not being nurtured and um we talked about you being a skater yeah and 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 i was hoping to have this opportunity to talk to you about this and um uh but he said yeah you know what i want to do uh i want to throw like a punk rock concert and i'm like cool like yeah and maybe we could do like a, a skate comp alongside of it you know and um, what does that look like? And so we started putting our heads together and came together and we were just like super nerding out on the potential to create something very beautiful. And uh, we ended up uh, creating an event called Smash the Skate. Hmm. And um, he booked some bands and I coordinated like all the skate stuff, um, like uh, whether it was like... Um, a demo from like a really cool skate company or getting prizes put together, sponsorships, food trucks, you know, different vendors and create kind of this atmosphere of what uh, the, the skate competition was outside of the music and the actual skating, you know? Yeah. And we collaborated and created something awesome for years to come. Um, unfortunately, we're not doing it this year. Or we haven't done it actually since just before the, the pandemic. Yeah, but it, maybe hopefully bring it back. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully somebody will bring it back that's not necessarily me. So yeah, um, it'd be good to uh, to uh, revisit it for sure. Like I would love to do it again, but like I don't see myself here in the valley too much longer because like, there's so many things out there to explore. Yeah, like you know, just you talking about the Yukon, just like. <laughs> and you know there's so many other places um, and uh, what with my my kid uh, transitioning um, uh, BAF so born as female um, but identifying as he him um, looking to uh, find a broader bigger more diverse community that's more LGBTQ friendly yeah um, and then just has like a more artistic um cultural progressive feel which Lewiston and Clarkston are kind of starting to feel some of that and see some of that like we've got a great uh, center art center here we've got some awesome libraries and then there's some really great events like there's going to be music in Brackenberry Square tonight with a band called the Maple Bars and they're just a stellar band I know a couple of the guys in that band one of which is like a, a recording technician just there's some there's some awesomeness happening here but ready for a different level of of that and I've vested a lot of a lot of time and energy in the community and it's it's it was time well spent but it's also did not create um, kind of a snowball effect which is kind of what I was hoping for you know mm. hey look what look what can be done you guys it was just yeah. me and my buddy it was just two guys and we created these events fucking epic yeah. you know like and it was just we did everything, you know, it was hard to get people to, to rally and to get into, to get motivated into it. And, you know, we got some help from the skaters and stuff, but, um, I feel like in, mm. in other communities that recognize the importance of that, it's, you start it and it, you build that foundation. Yeah. Right. You build the foundation and then other people will come in excited about it and get that moment, keep the momentum of that going and build upon it. Cause if you're doing it all yourself all the time, it just, it's tough, man. It takes a village, you know? It does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's, 
I think you can appreciate, you know, something my grandfather um, would, uh, would say is like, you know, you don't have to do something your whole life. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do one thing your whole life. You can do many different things and there's going to be many different chapters. And, mm -hmm. and I think that like having that appreciation for, you know, living in a place like this, how, what a meaningful chapter this has been for you. You know, it, it's just like sometimes it's nice to then, then take that energy into new places and like all those lessons and experiences and the, and the friendships that you build, like the like meaningful friendships, I feel like you just kind of pick up right where you left off with people. Yeah. If it has that depth of quality of just like and genuineness, you know, then it's, yeah. yeah, it's just like riding a bicycle. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. Just pick up where you left off. Like friends that I haven't seen in California forever. I went to California not too long ago and saw some people I haven't seen in years. And I was just like, man, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been for me, Gregory, Already, I feel like I've made so, like, just lifelong friends and, like, grandparents and yeah, right, aunts yeah. and uncles yeah. and brothers and sisters. Family. And yeah. family. Cho chosen family. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, I, and I'm more actively aware of it now than I think I was in my early 20s, where mm -hmm. in my early 20s, I, I, it was high, like those kind of bonds would happen, but I would kind of uh, take it for granted, I think, a bit yeah, more. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's the words that came to mind. Yeah, for sure. Or instead of like really, um, now I'm like more mindful where I have an address book and I write down people's like where I met them and, and their and their name and some their contacts so that if something happens to my phone or something, I have that, mm -hmm. you know, as, a, as like a reference point. And, yeah. and trying to also, you know, if I do have somebody's number, I, I message them. I, I like, I'm trying to actively, it doesn't mean it has to be every single day. Right, but just exactly. Connecting with them to, to say, like, hey, you matter to me. Like, it matters to me that we have this special bond, and yeah. I hope that we see each other again. Yeah, I found that's tough, too, because, you know, I found that um, I've, in the past, spread myself so thin because of all these amazing connections, right? Mm. And, like, how do you, you just, you just have to trust in that connection no matter what. And that's hard to do, you know. You want to reach out, you want to connect, but like there's people that I haven't reached out to and connected in so long. But then when we do connect, it does. It didn't even matter that we didn't talk for two years because of the uh, the depth or the the trust in that situation, you know. Yeah, so. that's true. It's it's uh, it's interesting when you meet somebody. Like I'm like I'm a very social person. I like to connect with people. Mm -hmm. um, and you're like that as well. So you can yeah. kind of like understand that element of it where, you know, you, you meet people and you're like, oh, we totally could be friends, but like, I'm only one person, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're one person yeah. and, and you know, it's kind of almost, you wish people like a, everyone a loving future and, and you, and you wish somebody well, but you almost have to trust in kind of what I would say is the universe, trust in the universe to like, if you are meant to have a deep go deeper with that person beyond like specific moments like sometimes you might share like a really meaningful moment in time with somebody and mm -hmm. that can be great and mm -hmm. very special in its own way mm -hmm. or are your paths going to cross again like mm -hmm. like i did with my childhood friend yesterday dude what a mind blow still, yeah still every time that comes up i'm just like what well maybe we should tell the yeah. listeners for more context yeah 
Um, okay, so yeah, so we'll give it. We'll give them the full story. The full story is like, obviously, your whole journey and the way we met. Okay, that we'll, we can bypass that part. But yeah, like paddling for three months to get here. Yeah, yeah. And then I reach out to Gregory through Warm Showers. Yeah. For gear. For potentially borrowing some mm-hmm. panniers. And then yeah. I realize like, whoa, like there's yeah. some kindred energy here. Yeah. Had like time. an amazing conversation. Yeah, I rode my bike out to the cabin, the Maple Cabin at Hell's Gate State Park. Yeah. And we just end up vibing. Um, I play a couple songs. And I'm on my phone, yeah. like, I'm sorry, I'm not being rude, but I'm booking you for a show right now. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and you're playing the music, and I'm just like, oh my God, okay, we got to host this guy. And I'm like reaching out to all my buddies that like own bars and venues and stuff like that. And so we, we book a show at Hogan's Pub in Clarkson, Washington, um, at the confluence with Torn Lokes. Um, and. Uh, and just put a show together, and it, you know, we ended up. Uh, I got to the bar a little bit uh, before you did, and orders uh, some food. And I'm sitting at the bar talking to my buddy Jake, who's also a huge bicycle enthusiast, and uh, hadn't seen him for a while. And uh, talking about your adventure, yeah, man, this, this uh, guy from Yukon, he's like, you know, he paddled up the river, and, and now he's getting ready for a bike ride. And then this other guy is sitting at the bar. Um, He's like, hey, I kind of heard you guys talking about uh, some guy from Yukon paddling and stuff. Are you talking about Torin? And I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, uh, that's like my childhood friend. And you can maybe take take over from here. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I get to the venue and ready to play some music. And I see Gregory and I give him a hug and I'm like, all right ready to go and eat some food and then play some music. Yeah, and, then, and I was like, I was like, hey, I got somebody special for you to meet. And I had yeah. never met Torrance Brent ever. He was just in town, like, on a whim, doing some fire uh, training. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for the week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and then, you know, he I, he's like, I'm like, okay, cool. And, you know, I'm going to meet some cool new person. <laughs> and then I see Hyder, you know, who I... He's known me since I was born, basically. He grew up on the same rural road that I grew up in, outside of Whitehorse, Yukon. Just way out there, yeah. And it was just like, it was like, I felt like I was in like a, like a dreamscape or something. I'm like, is this happening right now? Like, like a blending of worlds. Like that yeah. whole world is like a separate. So far away from here. Yeah, like it's, so far it's something I bring. Oh, yeah. oops. <laughs> yeah, like that whole world is so separate and that like, it's like it's in me like it, I, I feel like they like that like I carry like the Yukon in my heart mm-hmm. and in my and, and but then like all of a sudden like seeing somebody that I, I've known so well in my past just be right there Dude. in this context was <laughs> just and then he's just like completely blown away as well right we're the, all the whole bar is blown away by this like honestly because like, like he had no like you know we you know we're childhood friends but you know we haven't been like super in touch recently mm-hmm. and then to have him you know just be in town this Lewiston Clarkson first time he'd ever been here yeah. mm-hmm. and he just happens to go to this one bar have this meal mm-hmm. and just hear that there was some live music and be like oh maybe I'll stick around for one more drink and mm-hmm. wait for some live music yeah and then it's just like here having the stars align like yeah. that <laughs> it's like it's just so special oh man yeah and then it was cool to hear some of the other stories, similar stories come up at Hogan's that night, like Skates, the owner of Hogan's, um, Skate Pierce, who told us that story about the 
it was like the a, fr- a friend of the family, like they were from Canada, I think, or something like that. They ended up playing ball together, local. It was anyway. I'm butchering the story, but other stories like that were coming up to where I was just like these awesome synchronicities. That yeah, I just can't even deny they're just so dream state, like but real. <laughs> yeah, and just like I think so, things like that, it just makes you really appreciate the human condition of just this merging of that inner and outer world where like we really are kind of meeting the universe halfway and, and just what, how things come together and, and it, 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 it goes beyond just the chance, you know, at least I, in my heart, that is what I feel. Yeah. It's not just, not just chance. No, you know? it yeah. can't be because it's all like power, like magnetic magnetics and like things drawing together and just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the spiritual, for me, like this, this, this spiritual bond that you have with people, sometimes you can get it within just like an hour, mm-hmm. you know, and, and others like over long periods of time where you just reconnect with someone, you know, from your past, mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's incredible how that happens. And I mean, even on this journey, like, it's just really believing in that power of manifestation. Mm-hmm. And I know people talk about it, like, it's like, it's not just some hippy dippy thing. Like it's yeah, real. Yeah. There's a lot of jaded views of it out there you know it's like yeah oh, yeah no there, the reality is is we work we eat we sleep and then we repeat it you know it's, yeah but then when i come you know like so many places where like i was talking to you about the dows when mm-hmm. i show up to the dows and you know it's like kind of like this crazy intersection highway and it's like doesn't have the dows doesn't exactly have like the most beautiful waterfront but then once you walk past that there's like a nice town mm-hmm. and then i'm walking into the town with like an empty water bottle after paddling all day and i like go up to this brewery and there's doesn't seem like there's anything there except like a cryptic arrows pointing to the back of the building yeah. and then i walked through the back of the building and then it opens up into this beautiful lobby where there's like some people having beers and then this older couple starts talking to me and be like, Oh, like that guitar looks pretty heavy. And be like, well, it's not that heavy. I paddled here paddled, from, yeah. from the ocean or yeah. Astoria. And then we start talking and it turns out like, uh, her husband had spent like a bunch of time like in up the in the Yukon. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and so then I'm like talking to them and then, through that, I realized that his really good friend from the Yukon, who used to own the Chocolate Claim, which is like this bakery there, mm-hmm. knew my mom. And then he was just jazzed. He's like, oh, I can't believe it. Like the connections. So and then I end up staying with them for like four or five days mm-hmm. and just exploring, you know, that whole area. And it's like, they're like family to me now. Yeah, right. And it's, it's just those kind of connections seem just there's like a mystical element to them, mm-hmm. you know, where you just, you feel those bonds with people that it just goes beyond. Like, even if you have never seen them or met them, but then when yeah. you do meet them and see them, it's like, you feel it. The law of attraction plays like a huge role in this too, because you, what is it? What do they say? Oh, it's, it's actually, I have a bracelet that says it right on here. Um, I don't know if we can get it in the camera, but <laughs> your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. That's good. You've yeah. heard that, I'm sure, but yeah, it's like I haven't heard it worded that way. But oh, I like really? It. Yeah. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah, and that's true. Like if you're putting this out there, you know, it's in the ether. We'll call it right. Like just like my connections that I've gained through warm showers. Um, I started so I started hosting on warm showers, and then it, I was like thinking like, oh man, I really like this. This is really cool. 
and I love the cycling community. And so I started Gregory's Grotto um, on Facebook, and and uh, and then I just it was always like this this story, like I yeah yours is different obviously because it's like unique in itself and the paddling and but the common threads of that but like the spirit of it the, yeah exactly of the, the connection and the yeah the attracting that vibe and where like you haven't met somebody and then you do and then you just have like this bond you're mm-hmm. like oh like yeah. we're gonna be friends for life yeah exactly <laughs> and and anytime. You know that I'm in the Yukon. I've got a place to go. Or if I'm, you know, anytime I'm in this place, I got a place to go. From all these amazing connections that we made, and just yeah. like creating this, uh, what I've said like before, is like this mycelium grid of connection. You know, yeah, it's like tapestry of like mm-hmm. meaningful connections and friendships that yeah. just transcend the sort of transactional framework that we have been sort of fed for so long. Oh yeah, you big know? time. Where it's like, you need to be totally just, you know, you pay for something and you get it. And it's like, but then when it really comes down to it, like, that's not how love works. Love isn't about paying for something and getting like a transaction in return. It's just, it's like a leap of faith. It's a leap of faith. You know, and I've, that's a theme that has permeated through my podcast, but it, it really is such a, an important part of this journey for me of just re- reconnecting with the roots of like not just myself but just common humanity man common yeah. yet totally magical and uncommon humanity yeah. <laughs> where like that is just such a foundational part of what it means to be human is just to like like be vulnerable put yourself out there and open your heart to people mm-hmm. and have them meet you halfway yeah and trust in that process mm-hmm. And it's okay. Like, I think it takes way more courage to be vulnerable than people, like, oh, give it credit. It's huge. Yeah. It's absolutely massive. Yeah, vulnerability is something that uh, I've been able to um, adopt a lot more lately. And I, I, like, am so thankful for my partner, Katie, to have experienced some of that vulnerability together and to be able to, to be vulnerable and find a trusting safe environment to do that it's whether it's just like scary out there you know and so people are afraid to be vulnerable because it's like um salt on a wound right the wounds open it's 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 easily uh, infected you know yeah Um, and so yeah it's kind of a cliche uh, observation of it but still that's what it is you know you have to be like okay with the salt, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That's the okay. bittersweet. Yeah, uh-huh. the bittersweet of life, and, and we talked about this before, but it's like that merging of like the melancholic and the joy is a more kind of wholesome representation of life. Mm-hmm. And it's like actually, it's like so many songs that are like sad make you feel so good. Many songs. Like nourishing for the soul, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, and there's something I think there's something really to that, and and you know that's so much of love too is that there is that like, it's going to hurt sometimes, but there's so much growth and so much to gain by leaning into that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trust kind of comes to trust and and like love. Love is trust. Yeah. Kind of the, the one of the most beautiful attributes of love is you know, trust and forgiveness too. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. like, 
in our humanity, like we're always going to be making mistakes and, and it's part of it. Yeah. It's such a big part of it. Hopefully you're making mistakes, right? If you're not making mistakes, you're not, you're not vulnerable. You're not putting yourself out there. It's more like trusting in the process of it, you know, because like trust isn't some rigid thing. It's like a flexible, evolving thing that like, like you can nourish through good communication and forgiveness and through personal growth and insights. And, you know, like the person that I was when I was 20 is not the person I am now at 31. Oh my God. I'm so far removed from that. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how, how life's brought us where they, where it takes us. But then there's still that foundation. And like, you, you know, we were talking about the concept of time being like a river instead of uh, just like a point or just like a, a moment, you know? And, and so to give context, like I have this, I've been feeling this a lot lately that time imagining time as a river where the beginning of of the universe or the earth per se is at the top of the river and the end of the earth is at the end of the is where it flows into the ocean and all those moments in time are existing simultaneously but the flow of the water changes so if you're standing on the bank and you're seeing the water flow down it's the same place in time but mm -hmm. that water changes and ripples and all kinds of infinite variations and so we are the water in this moment but the moments themselves perhaps continue to exist past present future in different variations and so part of that massive entity that is that river you know yeah and then that kind of like has a way of being able to overcome and soothe that idea of loss that I think people fear with time where it feels like there's not enough of it or you get lost in, in the past um, or um, focus on the future to sort of escape um, sort of the melancholic of what we are afraid to lose and instead realize it's like nothing is truly lost it's there it's just at that place on the river yeah and I think you were telling me about this idea of our own humanity and, and even like the different stages of our own personal growth going through that process. Yeah. From like, yeah, from being three to being seven to being 19 to being, you know, 27, we are all of those things all the time. You know, that's, yeah. and that, that's something that I've been trying to wrap my head around lately because uh, I think it's really important for us to, to, to connect with that childlike wonder. Yeah. Um, even because now we're of the age where we can like, okay, I can make decisions for myself. I'm not, maybe, you know, maybe you're in school and that's, then you have to follow curriculums and things like that. There's right? a bit of structure. Yeah, yeah. But, but like we're, we're kind of in this phase of humanity where we're like deprogramming and unschooling. Right. And so to do, with to that, give us more choice to do many different <clears throat> things yeah. rather than just sort of like, all right, you're going to be a farmer. Yeah. You're going to be the mason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then schooling in a sense of like kind of going back. Okay. Like, all right, I'm 45 now, but like, I'm going to go back to being a five-year-old and unschool myself and deprogram myself in at this that age in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And like being able to really connect to our entire life experience as as a whole in, in the moment. Cause that's all we have is this moment right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and that's, and I think that's just such a beautiful insight because I think often we have this perception of our uh, growth as, oh man, I was such an idiot back at that time. And and that, and that might be true to some degree, right? but then there's revisit that and work with that. Yeah. But there's also, but there's also like beautiful, like if you think back of when you were 18 or 15 or five or 10 or 25, like there's these beautiful perceptions and insights and ways of feeling that you had at those times that are priceless and special mm-hmm. and unique based on that situation Very unique based on the time and the situation that transcends sort of like just people a knowledge base it's like you can kind of like almost celebrate that humanity and growth in that moment in time and the poignancy of it and yeah coming back to the bittersweet element of it where it's like you didn't know it you didn't know everything and that's okay because that created a really beautiful fractal and moment in time that you can celebrate and and draw upon for insight and perspective in different ways you know and and admitting that you didn't know everything that's a huge thing too like being able to be and that swings back to vulnerability because like there's so many know-it-alls today you know everybody's just like you're trying to tell somebody something and they're like oh yeah i know and be like and then you don't really question it because you give we want to give each other the benefit of the doubt right but it's like, there's a lot of like, like, it's almost like fear comes into play a little bit, you know, like, oh, I just, I know that. Yeah, I know. But like, yeah, being okay and not knowing, I think is a huge uh, vulnerability. I think that's like, like 80% of wisdom. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. realizing you don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. a beautiful that's thing. Wise. Actually. Yeah, right. And it's like, and that is like, that's like the foundation of wisdom is like, I don't know so many things and what a beautiful mystery this life is. Like we are just like, I honestly believe that like science and all of human knowledge is just like the tip of the iceberg of what we are currently, what what we're not only what we know and have yet to discover, but what we're already currently experiencing, like the experiential essence of life mm-hmm. there is so much beyond what we understand in that like very specific sort of like yeah. left brain way or just like can break down and, and describe in a very like sort of linear fashion and some things perhaps they're not even meant to be explored in that way mm-hmm. you know it's almost like i think it's i i believe in like you know the scientific process is a beautiful tool like for inquiry but um, it's also, that's what it is. It's a tool among many forms of, of knowing and perception. And that, you know, and I think if, if we focus too much on any one element, you know, we're talking, last night we were talking about the four pillars, like the body, oh, yeah. the mind, yeah. the heart, and the soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's something that, you know, a concept that really resonates with me because it, 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 it's able to like break down how, or able to sort of clarify and examine how there's so much interplay between those different parts of who we are. Mm-hmm. And if one part like starts to really dominate the conversation, it creates like an imbalance. And so, you know, so right, like a lot of sort of Western thought focuses so much on mind that it can like really ignore the heart mm-hmm. and the soul and focus just on like, all right, we're going to control this. We're going to, um, 
uh, break it down step by step and in this deductive reasoning, which is very powerful and very helpful depending on the situation, but it's also very limiting depending on the context of like, you know, who you are and trying to navigate this multiverse that we are yeah. a part of. <laughs> try to have balance within that multiverse, you know, of those, those pillars, balancing the, the amount of energy you're giving to your, the, the respective pillars, you know, as their individual selves, because sometimes you'll get stuck in the, in the mind game, you know, and then that distracts from all of these other important aspects of your viscera. You oh know? yeah. Or if you focus too much on the heart and yeah. you let the heart just be like, you're only going by the heart. It's yeah. like things are going to get pretty dramatic really quick, yeah. you know, yeah. you can end up really, um, if, and I think the heart is beautiful, but having that tempered with the mind or, you know, obviously, you know, if you're just going with the body, like that has its own problems right. like, yeah. in many different contexts. Oh, yeah. Um, or like if it's pure soul, then maybe you're not actually in the present as much as you like to be, you know, soul is like that interconnection and greater perspective and greater wisdom, but also being able to speak to I'm hurt right now. Like I need to go through this process of being hurt and I can't tap into like that old soul wisdom and just be like moved to like the, okay, everything is fine. Like I believe in the greater divine wisdom of mm -hmm. life. It's like, Yes, I do believe in that, but I'm also, uh, like, in the, we're, we're in the world as flesh and blood creatures living this existence, and that is such an important part of, like, you can't fly before, like, you're, you gotta, like, your ankle has to heal to be able to walk mm -hmm. before you can run and then fly. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Yeah, it's taking the nurturing steps, you know, nurturing steps. Yeah. So, so tell me, um, tell me more about this, uh, what made you want to, like, what is, what has made you the kind of person that is part of warm showers where you just bring people into your home and, and I, I've seen you, I, I've, you know, interact with community. You're just so loving and connecting, like you, you want to open up to people and, mm -hmm. and connect with them. Where, where does that come from? Oh, yeah. Um, Have you always been that way? Yeah, I've, I've always been kind of uh, uh, a networker, you know, like um, very extroverted, um, kind of some of these labels that you might, you know, help describe what a person like me is. But it's, it's only through, like, I would say the really fulfilling, enriching part of it, where I've understood exactly what it is that, that I'm actually doing. Like, like before, it was just kind of like, ah, it was like haphazard almost, you know. But now it's like I realize the importance of this uh, greater gelatinous consciousness, you know, that, that we're creating and that's becoming more and more apparent, like in our conversations, you know. It's reinstilling this faith in humanity that that is you know it's kind of like getting a little muddied up with some of the ongoings in the world you know and then you throw the pandemic in there and I don't know, I feel like the pandemic was definitely a huge catalyst to some of this connectivity that we're experiencing right now mm. um, but like for me um, part of it was like coming from a past of like God man I did some stupid 
stupid, shitty stuff. And, uh, and that's, that's not what, what I want to do for myself or for the people around me. I want to be, I want to be a light. I've had so many amazing meditations, um, whether in sacred medicine or um, just meditating to where I've come to this conclusion of, of leading with, uh, often leading with heart and this, this love and light that I have to share with the world. It's just like this abundance of it. It's just like I can't can't uh, express it enough and so I just put myself out there and, and pr provide an openness and a vulnerability within myself to to connect with people and um, and be this beacon and magnet of, of positive energy and I've only also started recently identifying with um, making sure that that positive energy comes from a place of of embracing all the aspects of the energy, you know, and not mm. just the positivity, but diving into the darkness and running for that roar and uh, dealing with those demons as well and coming back into the light uh, even just greater and more refreshed and charged and ready for to, to give because you don't want to give if what you're giving is, is, um, is not pure like in some of the meditation ceremonies that I've set in you know the the people that are serving the medicine or serving the hape or serving the experience even if it's not through any kind of ingestion or anything like that they're ha they have to have this really beautiful intention in, in built into it you know and yeah. I think that um, God my ex-wife used to always say God save us from people with good intentions and that was like, that was a nightmare for me. Like I would always come up because I really do feel like that good intentions are a gateway to really, to some good change. You know, you have to have that intention and the realization of what it is that you want to be and do and mm. do it and yeah. being open to that. And I think it's when people like try to, I think it's when it, it, the fear, a lot of fear comes from when people try to do what they think is right and then it hurts somebody. Mm -hmm. And then when people get hurt, then they're afraid of putting themselves out there again and being vulnerable, you know, and that's like an understandable state of being, but it's also kind of like, I, I, I actually bring it back to skateboarding mm -hmm. where like you take that risk where you're trying to do a trick and just because you like scrape your knee or like bust open your shin in that risk it doesn't mean that you can't that the, the, the outcome that you're hoping for isn't there mm -hmm. it just means that that's kind of like part of the journey of life is like in some ways like we have to we have to put ourselves out there and we're gonna have like bumps and scrapes along the way like people in their own I'm okay. cycles, I encourage you know? that yeah, like, I mean, I've, there have been times where I've left my house and the cyclist is like, hey, I need a place to stay. Are you available? Uh, yeah, doors open. Just go help yourself. You know, there's food in the fridge. And just being, like, totally vulnerable and just being, like, transcending the ego of, like, oh, what about my stuff? You know, like, well, maybe they'll take my sword. I've got this sweet sword or whatever, you know, like, um, no, it's just whatever. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't yeah. even matter because I did my part and I feel good about what I've done. And like 97 times out of 100, it's totally fine. Or 100 out of 100. 
99 out of 100. There was one time where it was a little weird, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's but, yeah. like to be expected because then you know it's like if we all were good, if everybody was good 100% of the time, then we'd be robots. Yeah, no, it, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and just because I'm doing the good deed and opening my house doesn't mean that the, the other side of that, the, the cyclist is not, or, or whoever is not going through some shit, you know, and, and needs the help or vice versa. Or maybe, you know, I felt like at first, like what I was doing, the hosting and, the, and putting myself out there was a little bit self-serving. And like kind of stroking the ego, like like oh look at me, I'm so awesome, I'm helping all these people. But then, the more I started doing it over the years and years and years, I just really opened up to the realization that like, man, like, Tor, you're me and I'm you. Like we're just all part of this this same thing. Like, I w- I wanted, what is it, the golden rule? Yeah. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Or fractals of the great ripple. Dude, it's, yeah, we're, we are one, man. You know, like, why, so why wouldn't I just, just, whatever you need, here, just come and have it, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like that abundance. Yeah. Reality. And I just feel so bad for people that are like, you know, living on top of the mountain in their, you know, four story house and just like, and like, reserving and, and saving and reserving and holding and taking and it's like like oh man accruing resources but then you can't bring it with you right yeah yeah i had a i had a weird interesting experience with that like uh sort of the fear um like as i was in boyer park and i met this older couple and they're really nice and i was talking to them and talking about fishing and all that and just had a good conversation and at the end of it i was like I was like, oh, that's so, so great. And like many com- many people I've met, I'll be like, oh, yeah, like here, here's, here's, uh, here, why don't you give me your number? It'd be great to stay in touch. Like, and just anytime you, you want to, you know, connect while I'm on the river or whatever, it'd be great to, you know, you just, you, I just had such a great conversation with you. Yeah. And then had, and like, again, nine, nine times out of 10, people are like, yeah, of course, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And then this one time, this guy's just like, he's like in his 60s or something, he's just like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Like, <laughs> I have this fear of like identity theft and, and people like, you know, sure. Stealing stuff from me. It's um, real. It's so and, real. And I was, and it was like, there was like a part of me that was like, felt like a, a bit offended. Cause I'm like, right. well, I'm pretty clearly like, first off, how am I supposed to do that by having your phone number? And also like, right. I'm, you, we just had this great conversation. I'm pretty clearly not that kind of person. <laughs> um, but then there's like, once I like let go of the ego side of thing, it was almost like the universe showing me that it's like, that's okay. Yeah. Like it's okay. It like the very the fact that it's a choice that people willingly give, mm-hmm. there's gonna be the other side of that where somebody says, No, I'm good mm-hmm. and it's actually not it's a reflection of their world and, and their, and their insecurities or yeah. Yeah, and it, it really had nothing to do with me because like I know I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to be like messing with this guy. I just want to stay in touch with him. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the book. Um, oh, God, was it Don, Don Luis? Oh. Don, Pe- uh, Don Pedro. Is it The Four Agreements? Oh, The Four Agreements, yeah. Like, And it's like, don't take anything personal. Don't take anything personal. One of the four yeah. agreements. It's like super important to not take anything personal like that. Because yeah. that's what we do. And that feeds the ego. It's like, oh. 
it's know, all about me. He didn't like me enough. This you know? concept yeah. of self yeah. that is, and like we've talked about it, is like, what is self? Like, I mean, if you want to look purely from a scientific perspective, we are made up of hundreds of billions of cells, individual yeah. life forms. Walking, that mean, walking water, man. We are a collective in our very body. So, what is self? <laughs> like, it is, it is, like a huge aspect of that. Absolutely, is a perception mm-hmm. that we cultivate and build and protect and uh and uh you know are afraid to you know there's a lot of pride that comes into that and and what i find sort of beautiful is that the more that i'm able to like yeah like let go like really just let go and be like that's okay Mm -hmm. it's okay things don't have to work out the way that i expected them to Mm -hmm. work out and maybe that's what is actually supposed to be happening right now but uh, but maybe even cry about it or embrace whatever emotions are reflected in that, you know? Yeah. Like being like that too. Like being like that's okay. That's okay, but I'm going to like I'm going to like I'm going to cry right now and I'm going to feel it, you know. Versus like Yeah. Maybe oh, for that's like okay, that's fine. Yeah, whatever, you know, like shrug it off or you know, but but maybe you need to sit with it and process it a little bit. I think yeah. we're figuring out that we need to process our emotions a little better as a human race, you know, like yeah, we're not okay. doing we're, I think we're doing much better about that. Um, we're doing better yeah. in recent times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think there's there's a, a, a catalyst to that is um, there's been a big movement in, you know, psychedelics and now psychedelics making their way into medicine. And so that's been kind of a cool gateway. But I think just the longevity and the wisdom that's come along with learning so much as humanity that we're just, like, figuring it out. Like, hey, like, let's, my friend... Rochelle once said, like, run for the roar. You just gotta, like, it's scary, but just go for it, you know? Well, and I think it's breaking down those stigmas um, where, in, in many different aspects, I mean, one is emotional being, like, a, like something that's not masculine or even that it, it's bad to not be masculine as a man, you know? <laughs> like, it's like there is so many... Um, and I, I actually even question the whole masculine feminine energy element. And I know that some of it is, is there, but then there's also so much of it that really is just cultural and and like that kind of matters far less to me than Mm -hmm. just who somebody is and what resonates with their soul. Like, what do they love to do? Mm -hmm. Like, why does it, why did, why did we have to get so bound up in In labels and yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that that being said, like there is like an essence of these things that there is some value in it and, and it does resonate with people. And I, and I see that, but I think there's, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors with it too. And in, in the end of the day, what truly matters is like that person in their heart, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and like the joy that they share, the insights, the wanting to connect, like exploring their unrepeatability and their talents. Yeah, and I think vulnerability is just one of the most powerful tools to, for self-growth and for human connection and creativity. Dude, I cannot agree with you more. And that's something that only recently has come into my life, like within the past two, three years, you know, um, really identifying with being vulnerable and the strength and of honest, it. you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh God. It's, it's so huge because if you, if you, tape something up if you tape a wound up and you just put a bunch of layers over it and just kind of tape it up it just you know one of the best things for a wound to heal is what air right 
to, for, to let air get into it and to be open. And so uh, I'll always go back to that analogy because it's pretty simple to understand. But like vulnerability, just being open, and letting, that, letting that air come in and letting it flow in. And mm. Yeah, it's, it's been a huge, okay. huge thing for me lately. And I've uh, luckily my, my partner, she's shown me that. She's very vulnerable. You've seen her like play her music. Like she's on the cusp of like just bawling and crying and like pouring her heart out when she's playing her music. Right? Oh, it's beautiful. So vulnerable, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, like I was saying, it's like a the loudest quietness. Yeah, where you just she sings so softly, but it's but the vulnerability is so loud. But if it was like in a crowd, horrible. everyone would be quiet so that they can hear. <laughs> like it just would have that kind of power over an audience. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's so true, Gregory, and and coming back to like the psychedelics element of it, and like that's something I haven't explored as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it's um, like the stigma around it is like, you know, oh, like it can make people go crazy, or it can you know yeah. make them just want to go to a, for madness yeah they're just gonna like they're gonna not be part of society anymore just move yeah. out in the woods and like i think that it's the truth is mm-hmm. that it's more your intentions going into something like just like massive yeah um any sacred medicine retreat that i've ever been a part of um you know there's there's practitioners or or shamans that will like make it very very clear that you need to go into this with with some some deep intentions that's like the main thing mm. <laughs> is the intentions like what what are you doing this for what are you hoping to achieve from this and like what are what are your ultimate intentions for yourself or for the people you love yeah and what when you yeah and in any moment like you could do that every day of your life like what is my intention for today what is my intention for this moment? And awareness and intention are just two huge things that are really coming into existence and, and understanding, I think, now. And, yeah. So what was, what was the, the, your most recent ayahuasca ceremony? Mm-hmm. wasn't too long ago. Yeah. And uh, what was it that you saw and experienced in that? Oh. <laughs> uh, well, like leading into it, um, my intention was actually one of my biggest intentions throughout the entire three day ceremony was, was to, uh, be more vulnerable and to be super raw and super honest because my past has been riddled with dishonesty and lying, um, to make things seem like everything's okay. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then accepting. Not diving deep and, and just toxic positivity and, yeah, and not being honest with those that I loved for whatever reason. So um, what, how do you define toxic positivity? Uh, like if there's something that's really sad or affecting me and hurting me, um, not being sad and just being like, oh, you know, it's fine. Just, it's cool. You know, I'm I'm good. I'm just super happy all the time. Anyway, I'm, I'm a very, I can deal with that. It's fine. It's, you know, I lost this person in my life. Like, um, 
it was it was difficult. It was a really difficult time when my dad died. I was with a, a uh, my ex now ex wife, um, my kid's mom, and she did not allow me to feel the hurt that I needed to feel, and you know, she was like, "You got to keep it together. You have we have a family to take care of. You can't." grieve like this and I was I was there was one point where I got really mad and I blew up and it was because I wasn't able to it was like the geyser geysing you know it was like mm. I was suppressing it and just being positive and trying to work through my emotions through positivity you know no I needed to be mad and I needed to be sad and I and instead I was masking it with positivity and it was toxic for me mm. yeah like allowing yourself to just go through the waves of grief. Yeah, and be, be mad, be upset, be, yeah, grieve. And I mean, my dad was like my best friend. I mean, we did everything together. We, we did this most amazing backpacking journeys together, you know. Climbed, you know, the second highest peak in California. It was like over 14,000 feet, you know. We did these incredible things together. And he died, and I was not able to process that until way later in my life. Um, through people that that allowed me to be vulnerable with them, mm. um, but it's not only until now to where I've been able to be vulnerable on my own. You know, like I always kind of needed like a safe space uh, for that, and and the safe space is right inside here. You know, like um, and uh, so yeah, so yeah, going into the to the medicine and setting those intentions. Um, I had a conversation with my dad one time in, in one of the nights and uh, and he was just like, yeah, he's like, it's okay and I love you and I, when I died, when I was dying, when I, when I fell off the mountain and I was laying there dying, I thought of you and I was happy, you know, and I was, I was smiling and I had so much guilt leading up to that because it was... Um, and this is just one of the bigger healing aspects of my ayahuasca journey. Um, my father and I kind of had a falling out over the years leading up to that, um, to um, uh, moving out here. Uh, because he, my wife, now ex-wife, um, just didn't like him. And they were just butting heads. And then I was taking her side and like, you know, arguing with my dad a lot about his, the way he was living his life. And it was like, I look back and I'm just like, fuck, that was none of our business, you know? Mm. Judging him and fucking, excuse my French, but, um, so going back and finding that healing in the medicine was super powerful. And there was, there were so many other things like that that I could, I could, you know, it's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> what, what happened to that? Uh, he fell off of a mountain. Yeah, he was on the solo backpacking trip. And uh, he was summiting Mount Brewer in uh, Kings Canyon. And uh, the last picture that I have of him looks, it looks uh, from his camera that, that we retrieved, it looked as though he was ascending and something happened in the ascension. But um, it was weird because I was like, there's no way. My dad, was, he was so careful. I'd been on, I've, I had summited so many peaks with him and, and he was always... You know, there were, there were times where we, we didn't summit because we were like, oh, no, this is not safe. We need to just go back down to the, to the saddle or the call. And um, I was in such denial that, that it, was, it was impossible that he just 
slipped or something like that. And I was like, no, he, he committed suicide. You know, he did because he lost, you know, his son. It was, it was so much emotion that I was processing Guilt. over the years. Guilt. And uh, going into the medicine and uh, talking to him in the medicine room, it was just incredible. And having grandmother ayahuasca there to, to mediate, to be there for us and, and facilitate that. It's pretty cool. Oh, um, it's powerful. Yeah, and I've only done it once, um, that particular sacred me- sacred medicine. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely do it again. But what I took from it and the continued lessons that are playing out in my life now, um, that was some time ago that I did that, probably half a year ago, maybe less than that. Um, and it's still manifesting in my life today. Like It's still showing me things. And I think it was just like a, a really awesome catalyst that not necessarily everybody needs. Yeah. But for me, it was really a, a great catalyst to get to open up and get into that vulnerability and start doing the healing and the work. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, pretty, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> well, thank you for yeah. sharing that with thank me. Thank you. Yeah. I think um, we've talked about this before. I keep saying that because we've had so many good conversations. Oh, yeah. Before. We can, we, it's okay. Yeah. Before this episode, um, yeah, hours and hours. But talking about um, that ayahuasca being this catalyst for and this teacher and, and portal to some of that healing mm-hmm. and, and that growth and how those pathways are open in other ways too, you know, whether that's through solitude in nature or mm-hmm. community Absolutely. or music or mm-hmm. art or... Um, making things uh there there's so many f- pathways to those insights and i think yep that's where it's like um what i'd like to see more is is sort of like recognizing sort of the sacred the sacred avenues within what is like what we ex- experience what we have right at our fingertips every day yeah every day yeah Mm-hmm. absolutely and and we're we're figuring that out you know like there are things like that like uh like the healing energy that comes from sitting and listening to you play it's awesome you know um going backpacking is going to church for me you know that's that's church you know being on the river paddling it's epic it's you know it's beautiful it's it's the same it's all you know ayahuasca is not it's not like alcohol. It's not like where you, the more you drink, the, the more wasted you get. You know, yeah. uh, the way it works is it's just kind of like a, a, a key to unlocking things, like mm-hmm. the music. It's just a, a key to unlock your self-expression. You know, and I totally see that, and I see that happening more and more, especially when um, you know there are people that that have, that are doing these things that have never done psychedelics or have never have been total prudes their whole life but there are they are manifesting these amazing things in their life you know through connection and and vulnerability and i think it's totally yeah the things at our fingertips are powerful because they're there yeah right and it's accessible those paths are are within us like those already it's already all there yeah yeah Mm -hmm. It's just finding like different mechanisms to unlock that, to like trigger this, it, yeah, like yeah. you said, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, on a on a, a bit of a more playful note, um, 
I was talking to you the other day about how uh, I've been having this sort of uh, way of almost entering my own conscious dreamscape. Mm. Oh, by, yeah. Like when you were on the river. Yeah. Because yeah. I have this strong connection with, with landscape and place. And I think it's something within my dreams even to remember dreams. I, I will think back to where I was in the dream because I always feel like I'm in some specific place and mm -hmm. I used to have a strong connection to understandably so like where I grew up and so like the hills behind my house I had all these dreams and if I think about those hills I can remember dreams like even right now it's kind of like it's actually a bit overwhelming just like all these dreams things I haven't thought about in so long or even thought about since I dreamed them will come back and like flood me because I'm that's like a key for me to unlocking memories of my dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's and that's pretty powerful in itself because it's making me realize like you wake up and you're in this different state of mind and then you, the dream kind of fades away and you think, oh, the dream's gone. It's like evaporates. But a lot of those dreams, they're, they're still there. Mm -hmm. they're, they're remembered, but in a different part of our mind. And I, because I, I can't, like I feel the access to them mm -hmm. through this mechanism of place. And even um, with, within that place it's like in my dream it's it's different like it's like the landscapes have like a, a different quality and they're larger and mm -hmm. and there's and it's almost like the same area there's like there's different rivers and ponds and and feelings that that don't physically exist in right in the present but they are there that is where like within the dimensions of the mind or the soul the spirit or the heart they are there within me and then um just being on the river now actually trying to then almost like inverse that process i've been having these moments where i'll paddle down a riverbend that i've never seen before but then i will consciously imagine that is like a specific place i've already been or i know really well and then think like oh this is either like in the past or the future yeah, yeah, this like, is what it used to be or like this that road you were saying you used to drive down the canyon road and like you yeah manifested that in your paddling and you're like oh i'm like there you know? yeah like, like yeah. the rabbit's foot canyon through white right, right and it's like That's there's right. a specific bend and then just the way the river was bending it's just mm -hmm. like I'm, i was imagining that i was in rabbit's foot canyon and it like <laughs> was all of a sudden like almost overwhelming i'm just like whoa this is the future and i'm paddling right. in this like high desert of in like 500 what years from be. now yeah whoa. like it's like it really like it was just such an interesting merging of mm -hmm. that like imagination and reality um in a playful way yeah too and i think like that that drawing upon like the conscious and unconscious mind like kind of in a playful active way that could then lead to like those greater insights too, like greater depths of like working through our trauma or working through the things that have really affected us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah, like it's the subconscious, you know, like deep in there. But it starts with like, you know, when you first learn guitar, it's not like you're going to be playing like the deepest, saddest music, you know, right. right off the bat, you're like just learning chords and just playing around with it. And then maybe a couple of years later, you, you, you know, through that, effort you start you play a song that's just like like what katie was saying it's like three chords in the truth yeah three chords in the truth and denver <laughs> yeah, yeah like it's it's just amazing how like 
that the learning process is what gives us access to that more of that wholesome like that wholesome connection to like happiness and joy but also like the healing processes of sadness and suffering that Mm -hmm. are kind of necessary part of what makes life meaningful we're realizing that more and more yeah Mm -hmm. i mean you see memes and stuff about it all the time you know about like yeah can't have light without the dark that kind of stuff you know well it's tough with like you know nowadays too because it's like we all and like i'm just as guilty as everyone but like with just like with modern day technology like how much of a double-edged sword it is Mm -hmm. where like it can be such a beautiful tool to stay connected or to connect with listeners or Mm -hmm. um share my music or you know to for you to host warm shower like for us to connect like Mm -hmm. it's incredible it's awesome it's awesome but then also it's like when you're feeling that like vulnerability or or feeling like that unease always having that just to like boom you can like look at your phone you can right listen to something and check something instead of just being like this is okay yeah sitting with the emotion of it not being distracted like just for even part of the day you know be like all right i'm gonna wait five minutes before i check or like <laughs> i'm gonna go walk. i'm gonna leave my phone at home and just do a walk without yeah. it like things like that because i think like i'm not a luddite like i believe in the power of technology and how much that can help us grow like i'm not thinking like i love my phone and and love especially being able to take photos and connect with my family and friends mm-hmm. and people that are meaningful to me and record like, me yeah that's right like <laughs> or like be able to have like capture this like this great conversation yeah you know it's a beautiful thing and i don't i don't want to lose that opportunity but i think it's tempering it with like the responsibility of uh it doesn't have to be so black and white life really is so many shades of gray and and we can temper that by being um like able to find ways that are allow it to be healthy for us Mm -hmm. while also like you were saying like really like running into like working with that vulnerability Mm -hmm. and celebrating it using the using technology as a tool instead of it using us Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well so what um so what is your your next steps what do you see on the horizon that the things that intrigue you or things that you would like to do with whether that's personal growth or just general life journey. Yeah. Uh, like creating, um, we talked about like conduits, you know, like creating conduits for, for what I've learned, um, and what I've gleaned from connections like ours and, uh, or, you know, a shaman that I've sat with or any, anybody for that matter. And all the, forms of life in between um and just uh being able to to share that and perpetuate it you know is is huge for me like with um uh with the cycle bicycle hosting i started gregory's grotto and my vision for gregory's grotto was to kind of create some momentum and this awareness of like hey there's all these amazing humans cycling across the country and they're all like on these profound journeys typically, you know? Um, 
and taking that and then be creating a hub from that. Um, and this is just kind of almost metaphorical for what I would be doing outside of just that, but creating a hub, which is Gregory's Grotto. And it's not just my house anymore or my living room or my guest room. You know, it's, mm. it's like a self-sustaining space, like maybe a cabin, like, like Maple Cabin, you know, that we're hanging out with. Maybe it's like that, but it's just open for cyclists, you know, to come and experience the, the area or, experience, or have an experience with uh, a host such as myself or somebody else. And just like propagating that the good vibes you know and uh, it sounds so so cheesy but like that's I think that's like my main purpose is just I see myself I was in a meditation the other day and and the meditation was kind of centered or centered around heart and kind of the love and light that I have inside of me and I could see myself walking around like a care bear with my care bear stare like stuck on where I'm just like walking around like <laughs> you know like yeah. Care Bear staring at everybody in the face and um, and that can be intense because you know there, there, there are people that aren't ready for that and don't necessarily want it and you know it's just love and it's like yeah right exactly like full frontal yeah full frontal <laughs> love but, but like a totally platonic way yeah no absolutely <laughs> yep yep um, yeah and but like there's also like um, what do you call it? Plays a role into it. Um, uh, when you ask permission, what am I? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, consent. Mm. You know, we there's consent is such a big part right now of, of life, right? It's mm. it's it's playing this huge role in. Um, especially like within certain communities but like like I was I'm a hugger I hug people mm -hmm. and like now there's this like this this we're like you know like you need to consent like hey is it cool if I hug you you know like can yeah. I give you a hug and I, I don't think that's a bad thing yeah um, just just take some mindfulness and getting used to mm -hmm. and I think like there's what I'm what I feel with like sort of like like when you have like a like a big heart and you want to share mm -hmm. like just like like this meaningful feelings of love and connection even mm -hmm. if it's like 100% platonic it's like you can start by just at like like for me what I do is like well maybe I'm not gonna like deep dive and have life chats like I'm having with you <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I you'd be surprised where you might be able to have them which is amazing yeah but at the same time like you start off with like just being warm and friendly you know, and just being like, hey, I hope you have an awesome day. Being yeah. genuine, warm, and friendly. And just, like, the dial at, like, level one, you know, that's, like, there's, like, a level that's, like, acceptable all the time. Yeah. And then, based on what you feel, you can kind of, like... I have a tough time managing yeah. that level, dude. Like, I can't. Like, it's <laughs> full-on Care Bear Stare, 100%. And so, I am yeah. working on that. Uh, and then, consent, obviously, is super important to be able to, like, because... You know, the people may not want that. They may not, they, they may, you know, they may need to put their sunglasses on because the Care Bear stare is just too bright, you know? Right. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like, I want to just do, do what we're doing, you know? Yeah. Heart to heart. Yeah. And, uh, 
because as soon as we do that, then then we're connected, and then you're you're going to the Yukon, and that connection is still there. You know, it's, it's yeah. just, let's just imagine it as a string, like a string theory kind of kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, our connection's still there. Thread of energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. if we're just doing that all over the place, like it's just creating all of this, like it's going to weave this beautiful warm blanket just like that's going to embrace the earth and humanity. reciprocity yeah right yeah rec- reciprocity love that um and uh you know and then yeah, it just it's yeah I, I there was something that i was thinking i i lost it but um yeah well i just want to say i'm just so grateful to have met you and to yeah, have same. you show me this this beautiful town at the confluence, <laughs> Lewiston and Clarkston, yeah, and um, yeah, like it's just such a special transition for me, you know, going from this upstream paddle that I've been doing for three months now, to riding this bicycle over the Rockies, yeah, four hundred plus dude. miles Woo. to the Bittersroot Mountains. I totally want to go, but it's just not the right timing for me. And oh. it's your journey. Uh, oh, I would totally right. I'm oh sharing. God, wouldn't that be killer? Yeah, yeah, I'd be stoked to have you come along. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not like a right. I like for me it, this is this is a totally a shared experience. Sure. It's, it's like yeah. this journey is beyond like I'm a I'm a conduit of the journey, mm-hmm. you know, like a but it's like it's not like this is just my journey. It's it's all the amazing people I meet and connect and connect together. Like right. that's what makes it so spe- so special. Sure. Yeah, no, totally. And uh, you know, having you be part of it, you're just such a like warm loving human you know with just like this beautiful soul and ability to like (laughs) just care and connect and genuinely like wish the best for others and and really like like when i'm talking to you i can see like you feel it and you are there and living it yeah and that's really special yeah and that's i hope that 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 can just I hope that I can create a, a oh, just perpetuate that and and like a like like a common cold, you know. Let's let's, <laughs> let's all just get sick together, man. Let's just be sick on this love, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a little, a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's maybe, weird. Yeah, maybe too soon. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah, in a good oh, way. Love. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, like I I sure agree. To describe that way better. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's um. I we'll just edit that out. It's fine. That, yeah. <laughs> or not. I mean, right. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, totally like hearts go out to anyone who's uh, yeah. being, you know, affected by what's been going on um, mm-hmm. in a negative way. For sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Same. This mm-hmm. also, it was recognizing that how important human connection is mm-hmm. and just how. Yeah. When we were so isolated, like during the pandemic, it was like, this sucks. You know? Yeah. yeah. And just how, how special it is to be able to have those, like, the genuine bonds and and that flow with another human being and their own, from their own unique experiences and yeah. perspectives and their own conduit of the people that have inspired them and, and brought them love and gratitude and insight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that sh- there's so much magic comes from that, mm-hmm. that sharing process and I think it's like to me. To me, it's a testament of your, of your growth and your openness to that, that allows you to, 
be open. You know, it's like yeah, still learning, still yeah. Because I think it's growing. like opening to others. That's what allows it, it, it. It almost it creates this virtuous cycle, where it it makes it easier to. The learning process never ends. We're always yeah, evolving. Like right. it's there's no final form with this, but it becomes easier and easier to like mm-hmm. to be in the head, like that flow state with yeah. somebody. Yeah, and like it's just such a it's a beautiful thing. Like a beautiful guitar rift or a dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And how it can feel like effortless to have a conversation with someone mm-hmm. when you like have that. You're, you're there with them. Yeah. Cyclical energy, not giving or taking, but just both, you know? Yeah. Like, like a, a sharing. Yeah. This beautiful sharing yeah. where it's like conflict. It's what humanity is, man. We're all in it together. That <laughs> is. Yeah. Absolutely a confluence <laughs> in many different yeah, forms. At the confluence. <laughs> uh, love it. Well, thank cool you dude. so much for talking with me, Gregory. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of the Journey to the Heart podcast. For regular updates about my canoe journey across America, my music and other creative projects, be sure to check out my Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube pages at Torlokes and Torn Lokes. Don't forget the silent H. You can also follow my journey and join my mailing list at www.tornlokes.com.